welcome to Stay at Home, Mom, with your illustrious host, Leslie Goodgesell, mother to six beautiful daughters, wife to an amazingly hardworking and supportive husband, homeschooler, and homesteader in the making. Join me on this journey, this blessing of what motherhood looks like. Reflections after the event. Welcome to this week's episode of Stay at Home, Mom. Today, I want to talk to you all about the things that we experienced in this last weekend, opening our homestead, inviting a community of people who are like-minded, pursuing the same things, who want to share the knowledge that they have gained up to this point in their lives, and what we walked away with, and what the experience felt like. So let me begin by saying when we bought this property, I know I've told you before, if you've listened to previous episodes, that it was a lot. We had a lot of things to clean up. There was a lot of things to do. And to be honest, I don't know that if we hadn't planned this event, if it would have gotten finished this summer (laughs) because it was a lot. And when you are faced with something that can be so big like that, it can sometimes paralyze you in fear, being overwhelmed with all of the tasks and all of the things that you need to accomplish, sometimes you want to retract and just kind of hide away. Because I knew that I had this vision for this land that James and I both came together and we wanted to do this one thing, we knew that it would be worth getting up at six o'clock every morning as a family and going out and working on one area at a time. My husband has this great saying, How do you eat an elephant? Well, you eat it one bite at a time. You can't eat a whole elephant all at once, right? You can't even eat a whole steak all at once. You got to take it one bite at a time. Uh, The task of cleaning up our farm very much felt like the elephant. (laughs) In order for us to accomplish that, we needed to take it one bite at a time. And we couldn't do it alone either. We needed to work together as a family to get it to where we want it to be. Because yes, James and I have this dream of this homestead. And our kids, they're kind of just along for the ride, right? They don't really get a say so much in the decisions that we're making and the the things that we are working towards. So they actually, I feel like when they work with us like that, when they put in all of that effort and that hard work, they're actually giving more than 110% to us because it's our dream that they're helping build. And yeah, they have ideas and they have plans. They have things that they want to do too. They come alongside of us and And a lot of our dreams as a family are very interwoven. The things that we see and get excited about, we're passionate about, a lot of those things correspond with one another. But, you know, cleaning up this farm to have this event, that was not on my kids' radar. They are old enough to fully understand the the complete impact that that can be. So we worked our bums off and I have never ever in my life outside of planning my own wedding planned an event so large or even so focused on something in particular the greatest challenge i faced i think the attacks that came along the way the things that were trying to distract and deter me the things that were trying to push me off course make me feel like i was incapable i wasn't able to do it and Thankfully, I have a partner who looks at me and questions my intentions. He questions my fortitude. He questions where my heart is at every moment to make me evaluate 
is this really where I want to be? And he did that a few times. He was like, are you sure you still want to do this? Are you sure we're we're still going to do this? Because he wanted to make sure that my mind was set in the right place. He never did it in a questioning way. Like he doubted that I could. He never doubted that I would be able to do all of the things that I had dreamed of doing. He never doubted that as a team, we could accomplish these things. He was more questioning whether I believed in myself. And I needed that at the time. I needed to be called out on potential fear or doubt or worry or things that might be pulling me in a direction that was not the best for me. So we went through some things preparing for this event. The thing that I prayed for from the beginning was that Yahweh would bring the people that needed to be there, that every single person that was able to be there was supposed to be there at that appointed time for that appointed word spoken by whoever was up speaking for those connections and those relationships so his name would be glorified through all of it. You see, the thing about our homestead that may be different from a lot of people or extremely similar to some people is that we strive to do everything the way that things were supposed to be. Um, I don't necessarily think goats were supposed to be like in a pen or in a pasture in a fenced area. I do believe that they were supposed to just be roaming free. (laughs) We are doing the best we can with what we have now, but I do believe in raising my animals in a way that is as natural as possible so that they can be as healthy and as strong as possible. Just like I do for our family, I'm not gonna feed my goats anything that I wouldn't be willing to feed my family. Now, I say that, (laughs) I'm not giving my goats, you know, steak (laughs) or cheese or, you know, homegrown potatoes. That's not the kind of things they eat, but I do buy them organic grain and give them the best of everything that I can. I know that they are producing products that we are also going to consume. And I want to treat them in in a way that I believe shows good stewardship. I want to always be providing them with exactly what they need, just like I do with my own children. We view the sheep and the cows and the chickens, the bunnies and the meat birds, the dogs and the cats. Everything is kind of looked at in the same light. We want to be doing things that work with their bodies to keep them as healthy and strong and productive as possible. I don't know all the things regarding that. I don't know exactly how to do everything. And I have communities of people and mentors that I can reach out to and ask questions to. And that's really what this weekend was about. It was about bringing people together who have different life experiences, different expertise, different understanding. Some of it we all intertwine. Some people may know a lot about fermentation, but they're really good at microgreens. Some people may know a lot about neurological degradation, but they're also really good at helping people heal through homeopathics. And that's why I wanted to do this. I wanted there to be this camaraderie, this fellowshipping that permeated the depths of who we are, our own ideologies, our own understandings, break through all our preconceived ideas and really get to the depth of who we are as people. And I truly believe that we were able to accomplish that. And I don't think it was me. I don't think it was James. I don't think it was Robert or Sherry or Scott or Lorelai. I don't think it was anybody in particular, though everybody had something amazing to share. Taryn 
had an amazing word to share with people. It was all around probably one of the most exhausting and rewarding things that I have ever done outside of motherhood. (laughs) Because motherhood can be extremely exhausting as well. Sunday night, after everybody was gone, everybody has been dropped off at the airport and I came home and I looked at my husband and I said, I am so tired. And he said, me too. We just chilled from like 6 p.m. I don't even remember what time I fell asleep, but I remember waking up at six o'clock the next morning, which I swore I was gonna sleep in and I didn't. But we were sitting out on our swing Monday. I said, I am so exhausted, but my spirit, my mind, my emotions, they all say that this was so successful. And my physical body says, this was so successful because I'm so tired. I worked so hard and it didn't feel like work. Not once did I feel like I had to do something. I never had that angsty feeling like this was exhausting. This was too much. It Honestly, I never felt tired until I actually sat down when everything was finished and there were no more people. And then I was just kind of like, whoa, that was physically draining. In the midst of it, I had this supernatural energy, this supernatural power, encouragement and love and desire to serve others that spurred me on that I I can't even really put words to, to be honest. It's a very incredible feeling to serve people in a capacity that speaks love to them. That is our vision for this land. Our vision for this land is that we steward it the way that the Lord intended us to. We know that Yahweh gave us this property for a purpose and we want to be good stewards of that land. We want to be good stewards of the hearts and the relationships that he puts in our path. We don't want to take things for granted. We always want to be doing the best we can with what we have for who we know and even those we don't yet know. So seeing these things, knowing our vision, watching everything fall into place, even though there were constant struggles and setbacks and things trying to distract us and deter us from making it happen. It was so amazing to watch his hand work. I learned so much about microbreeds. It's something that James and I have wanted to learn about for so long. And Lorelai did an amazing job explaining how to get started, what it looks like, the things that you need to look for, the things that do the best and how it does the best. I have read on microgreens forever. (laughs) I feel like for like two years, I've tried to figure out how to do microgreens and nothing was super explanatory, but the way Lorelai put her presentation together and she gave us these samples and let us taste them, it was attainable. It was that one small bite. So now we can start doing microgreens and we're really excited about that. Microgreens is gonna be like our next adventure. To hear Scott talk about electroculture and the different aspects of farming and our soil and keeping things biodiverse, that was so illuminating to me because there are things about how we're farming that we're not really sure what to do. So we're just kind of like, "Ah, I guess we'll just try this thing and see if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And I, I get that Scott's probably doing the same thing on his farm. But the things that he has learned in the process and able to share with us are new new concepts, are new things to us that we're like, hey, maybe that's something we want to try and we want to implement. 
Sherry did an amazing job sharing about emergency preparedness and the things to always have on hand, the things that are readily available to us that we don't even realize, like the herbs, that the weeds that we find in our yard that are actually medicinal, they're beneficial, and we can use them at any time for specific things. And she put together this beautiful pamphlet she is sending out to people that has all of that information in it, which was absolutely wonderful. You know, Taryn talked about rest and being mindful of those things, you know, resting, relaxing, refreshing ourselves, knowing that in doing this, we are fulfilling what we are called to do. We are called to work constantly, to be pushing ourselves all the time. Our bodies require rest. That's nothing new. You know, there are sleep studies and all these scientific studies that have been going on for years, decades. They'll tell you, oh, you, you need this many hours of sleep a night, blah, 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 blah. I think the thing that most of these studies miss is the fact that it's not just about sleeping. It's really about resting your mind and resting your spirit. And that was really what Taryn was focusing on, letting that stuff go and just really receiving the gift of rest that we've been given by our creator actually makes us more productive in the days that we are doing the things. So Taryn talked about rest. My friend Billy locally came to talk about fermentation and Lorelai had touched a little bit on kombucha the day before, which was amazing. And she brought samples for everybody. So everybody, the people who wanted to take a kombucha scoby home were able to, which was so cool. Super duper cool. I was super excited about it. The things that Billy shared, she shared her testimony to the people who hadn't heard the podcast interview that we had done of how they got to be where they are with fermentation and gut health. She did an amazing job of explaining the fermentation process, how it was different than pickling or canning and why it was beneficial. And she brought these awesome samples of fermented carrots and radishes and cabbage. Oh my goodness. Everything was so good. And then we ended it with Robert's talk on neurological degradation, which I missed because I was in the middle of an interview with Taryn, but I was able to go back and listen to on Instagram. So if any of you are following any of this on Instagram or our Facebook page or anything like that, you can find a lot of these little snippets of things that happened in different Facebook groups on different Instagram pages. So keep a lookout for those things. Robert Scott Bell, Taryn Gregson, stay-at-home mom Goody, Absolute Wellness. Sherry did post some videos as well. While everyone was here, we taught about making cheese. Scott did a tutorial or workshop on how to make an electroculture rod with copper wire in a tree limb. I just, all of it was so amazing and beneficial and one of the greatest blessings that I saw in this whole weekend was I am a person who really loves to host other people. I love to feed people and I wasn't sure how I was going to feed everybody. I would have loved to have been able to feed everybody every meal, but I didn't have the financial capacity to do that, which was really difficult for me because that's my heart. I always want to be giving of, of the things that I'm good at. And I know that Baking and cooking is something that I love to do and I'm decent. I can't say that I'm good because I, I'm a terrible judge of my own things, but other people tell me that it's good and I tell them that it's because it's made with love. But our friend Kevin was able to bring grass-fed beef with him to share with everyone. 
So I provided the Saturday lunch with our chicken salad that we made from the chickens that we raised on our own farm. I provided potato salad and coleslaw and green salad and fruit salad. And we just, we had this buffet and then I made all the pies and fresh bread and everyone thoroughly enjoyed that. And then we were able to grill up some of the most amazing steaks and baked potatoes for dinner. I was just astounded. I I sat back as I was watching people eat and listening to their conversations. And all I could say was, thank you, Yahweh, you provided. You moved it on this person's heart to give this meat to this person who then brought it here so that we could give it to these people so that we could feed it. It was almost like when Yeshua said, what do you have for lunch? And his disciples were like, well, you know, we have this one loaf of bread and these two fish. How are we going to feed 1,000 people? And he was like, well, give it to me. I'm going to bless it. And everyone was fed. Not only that, I had an abundance of overripe bananas in my house, which like never happens. We never, ever have bananas go right. I had enough bananas and flour and all of the ingredients that I needed to make banana muffins for everybody the following morning, which was so cool that I could provide everybody with just a simple little snack on Sunday morning. And we were able to thaw about 24 pounds of burger and make hamburgers for everyone so that they were able to have lunch. And then we had leftover potato salad and green salad and microgreens. So overall, the way the Lord provided for all of the things was miraculous and humbling. It amazes me what he can do when we decide to trust him even when the world around us looks like it's falling apart. And I know I said this in, in a podcast episode recently that I was outside hanging my laundry and I was like, yeah, well, I just don't know what to do. Tell me what I need to do. And he was just like, remain faithful. Like I just felt in my spirit that he was saying, remain faithful. Well, what did that look like? It meant like, just keep looking in front of me and keep doing what I was doing. And don't waver from that. Don't doubt that what we are believing for, what we believe he has sent us is going to follow through. We just need to remain faithful even when it's scary. That's what I did and that's what he did as a result. And when I did my Sunday conversation with Robert, he said, you know, you're really good at getting out of the way. I feel like, yeah, I am good at getting out of my own way so that Yahweh can do what he does best. <laughs> he can move on the hearts of people. He can set people in the perfect place at the perfect time with the perfect word, with the perfect smile or the perfect hug. Exactly what we need at that exact moment if we get out of our own way. We don't need to get out of his way. We need to get out of our own way. When we decide to get out of our own way, we get in line with his way and what he's doing. And when we do that, miraculous things happen. Lives are changed. Eternity is impacted. And we can revel in the fact that he is good. He is a good, good father. And there is none like him. So I walk away from this whole event with a newfound appreciation for the wealth of knowledge and experiences that the people I have been blessed to encounter hold within them. I have a greater understanding of the things that I really wanted to learn about homesteading, about faith, about just taking care of ourselves in general. And I have a full heart. It's not easy to figure out what you're gifted in. It's not always easy to know exactly what you were created to do, what your purpose is on this earth. And I won't 
say that I have fully accomplished a complete understanding of what my gifts are, what I'm called to do. But I said to a friend, there's one thing that I can do and I am very good at, and that is praying for others, connecting and communing with my creator in a way that I reveal every part of my heart and I am open to receive everything that he has to offer to me. And I will continue to do that. There's nothing that's going to distract me from praying. Do I know exactly where our life's next adventure is going to take us? Absolutely not. (laughs) I have no idea. I don't know what it's going to look like going forward. I do know that I'm going to continue to pursue him, continue to pursue his heart and the things that he has laid on my heart to do with homesteading, with podcasting, with raising my kids and homeschooling them and speaking into the lives of every single person that I come into contact with, not in a way that is overbearing or pushy, but in a way that encourages them. And like Dr. Tracy said, empowers them because that's something that definitely gets missed. It was a good weekend and it is a good life. It is a blessed life that we are given, gifted. It's one that we should cherish even when things are tough. And as I sit here on Tuesday, still struggling to get my voice all the way back because it's pretty hoarse today still. There's a lot of talking that happened in the last four days. I'm reminded of something from when I was a child. I never fully embraced or considered before until after this weekend was finished. And I was praying about all of the things that had happened and all of the connections that were made and the relationships that were deepened. I remember being 10, 11, 12 years old, sitting in my bedroom in front of the mirror, (laughs) acting like I was being interviewed. (laughs) That is so random. I don't think that at any time in my life I ever would have remembered something like that except for what happened over this weekend. Meeting Taryn Gregson. You know, if you haven't heard of Taryn Gregson, she has a show called Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson, and I highly recommend you check it out. She covers amazing things. She's an amazing journalist and an incredible show host. She has a heart after the father like no one. And not only that, but she's like one of the most amazing young moms that I've ever seen. She is so good with her kids. It was really an honor to meet her and share this time with her over the weekend. But she interviewed me for her show and it was kind of contemplating those things. And I came in from milking the goats yesterday morning and James is sitting there watching my Sunday conversation with Robert and I get so embarrassed every time he listens to anything that I do. I just kind of, oh, inside. And I went into the bathroom to wash my hands. And as I was washing my hands is when I was reminded of you know, being 10, 11, 12, whatever I was, sitting in front of my mirror and acting like I was being interviewed by somebody. And then I thought, oh my gosh, that actually happened. That was a thing that has happened in the last year. Robert has had me on his show and now Taryn has had me on her show. And I'm just amazed at what Yahweh has done in my life. And when I shared this with my beautiful friend, Ronnie, who I plan to have on the show very soon, Ronnie said, You are equipped with gifts and talents. The Lord sees your heart. He knows every square inch of you. He created you to carry out a specific plan and a purpose just for Leslie from the little town of Door, Michigan. Where the heck is Door, Michigan? I'm sure you're all asking. (laughs) And then she said, 
something incredibly profound, which I think we all feel at some point and why I feel impressed to share it with all of you listeners. She said, you know, he will pour into, into us what we need in order to give out. And it will be like rivers of living water. And oftentimes we think that we're stagnant, but in reality, we're being given to fill us to the brim so that we can overflow. When we go through a lot, in those seasons, we're being equipped. We are being equipped to fight battles that we wouldn't be equipped for had we not encountered those trials or struggles or feelings of defeat. But we need that preparation. We need that equipping because we will fight battles, not just for ourselves, but for others. And we will fight them because we have experienced victories in areas that they have yet to experience that victory. And when we do those things, it increases their faith. It increases our own faith with our testimony, our endurance, our stamina. The determination that we have is like the battery to jumpstart others. The Holy Spirit is like the cables connecting us to one another. It is so true. The battle overall is the Lord's, but preparing the way for others because we have walked through things that they have yet to walk through. That's something he does for us here because he knows that we need one another. He knows that we need Aaron's and Caleb's and Joshua's. We need those people in our lives to hold up our arms when we can't hold them up anymore. When, when we need friends to pray for us and, and call out those things in us that we no longer see, he knows from the beginning to the end, he knows everything about us. And he's equipping us always. We need to be reminded of that. I need to be reminded of that. You need to be reminded of that. Nothing is impossible with him. So aligning with him, getting in agreement with him, trusting in him, committing our ways to him is always going to be worth it. I shared Proverbs 16 with everybody on Sunday. It says, to man belongs the preparations of the heart, but from Yahweh is the answer of the tongue. All the ways of man are clean in his own eyes, but Yahweh weighs the spirit. Commit your works to Yahweh and your plans shall be established. That's verses one through six. And if you jump down to verse nine in chapter 16, this is a man's heart plans his way, but Yahweh establishes his steps. I have ideas, I've got plans, but until I commit those things to him, I, it'll never be established. I feel like that's what this weekend was for me. It became established. I committed what I felt he was calling us to do. I committed my desire. I committed my passion and my love for all of these different aspects of life. And he established them in this time and space where everybody else could partake and everybody else could participate. And it was so beautiful. And I am so blessed. We enjoyed it so much that we've actually already set a date to do another family reunion this time in 2024. We're planning for June 14th, 15th, and 16th of 2024 here at the Homestead. We will get a website up for that. We're going to get an event break and things going. We're going to join forces with the amazing Anna Browning so that she can teach me some media things so that we can get this out there so people know what's coming and what it'll entail. And I'm gonna brainstorm with everybody who was here this year, things that we did really well, things that we really need to improve. I am gonna commit that desire, that dream, that plan to Yahweh so that he can direct my steps and he can establish it. So with that being said, I would like to thank you all for listening to this week's episode. I pray that you have an amazing week. 
that you build your home with your own two hands, that you love your family, that you encourage one another. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel, Goodies Gabbings, our affiliate link with Rejuva Minerals, which is a United States-based company that does all makeup and skincare safe and clean and pure. Also, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, or shoot me an email at stayathomemomgoodie at outlook.com. I look forward to connecting with you guys next week when I plan to start a series on pregnancy, postpartum, and all of the things that we go through as moms in that beginning stage of motherhood. Have an amazing week. We'll connect again soon.